0: to the mystical realm of things that make you go woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and her stars, an evolutionary astrologer, psychic medium, and insightful six-four projector who specializes in channeling cosmic messages that will unlock the boundless potential within you. When I'm not working with my amazing clients, I'm on a quest to unravel the sacred mysteries and ancient origins of the Wu. Join me as we explore the rich tapestry of history, unfolding current events, captivating interviews, and sacred wisdom in the monthly energy reports. Brace yourself because this podcast is all about making you go Wu too. Hello, I'm Emily
1: from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go, Woo,
2: And i Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crowns.
1: We are back with another Cosmic Energy Report this month. We are diving into Aquarius season 2024.
2: I actually, we talked about this last year. I love the transition actually from Capricorn into Aquarius because I'm really like attuned kind of to both energies my Venus is an Aquarius and one of my brothers is an Aquarius. So I feel like for me, it just feels like a natural progression. It's one of the few transitions I don't get scared about in the year. So I'm feeling good about it. What about you? Um, I
1: It's definitely palpable. And I think um, we've had so much concentrated energy in Capricorn and we're going to have a continuation of this concentrated energy and it's going to continue in Aquarius. So I feel like Where we had very Sagittarius-feeling Scorpio season, this is going to be unabashedly the most Aquarius, Aquarius season we may have ever felt.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's going to be very interesting. The cards I pulled, I pulled three Major Arcana out of four. So I do feel like the energy is going to be very intense. I feel like I'm I'm okay with it now, but we're also recording when we're still firmly in Capricorn season. So I don't know how I'll be feeling about it by the end
1: of the week, but for right now I'm okay. Okay. So let's talk about Capricorn because we pulled through the holidays with Mercury in retrograde, Jupiter in retrograde. We had a lot of just planetary shake up through December. We had Venus and Scorpio giving us like this extra emotional layer to the things that suddenly weren't happening the way we had planned. And all of that cleared up. I would say the first week of January, you know, Andrea and I, we're, we message almost every day. Behind the scenes look there. <laughs> but boy, that shift, the first week and second week of January has been a... Uh, amazing things have just broken loose and i hope this is true for everyone who's listening that you really have noticed jupiter going direct mercury coming out of retrograde making its way into capricorn and things finally happening a
2: hundred percent i think like Every year around the holidays, like my birthday, I like to say it's on the 4th. And I like to say it's the hangover of the year because it's literally like when everyone's over it after the holidays and after New Year's and they have to go back to work. But for me, it's kind of nice because everyone's busy and like in their own world. And then I start to get stuff done, like things start to move. And I feel like the energy aligned with that this year. Usually it's me trying to fight against whatever everything everyone else is experiencing and trying to like force myself back to work. But this year it just felt very natural. Like it was just like, oh, I want to do this. I have the energy for it. Things are working great. And it was like so rare that it felt like you said, I think it felt like extra nice to actually not be waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time.
1: Yes, and I really appreciated the awareness this year. Maybe it was just, because I was more in tune to it. I don't know, but the idea that we don't have to set all our resolutions on December 31st and wake up as new humans on the 1st, that we all gave ourselves this kind of collective deep breath to say, nope, we're not, I'm not buying into that. I'm going to continue to work through January and through the cosmic energies to come up with my resolutions in a way that feel more aligned and in authentic timing with who I am and what we've all been going through. That was a huge breath of fresh air.
2: I totally agree. I usually get a double dose of that whole resolution energy because my birthday is right after. So it's kind of like, I feel like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be this whole other person with these goals. And like, what did I even do last year? Like, it just usually hits me really hard. But this year I was very emotional around my birthday, but it was in more of a way of like recognizing patterns and having some like really big breakthroughs even. And so I feel like it was very different this year. And I think because last year, the offerings even that I was coming up with were like, let's do surprise readings. So you don't know when the readings are coming and let's just let things And my my words for this year are like love, ease and abundance. Let's just lean into the ease. Let's not force things. So, So I think the idea of letting the resolutions get revealed to you To see what you want to work on, where you want to put your focus, as opposed to being like, just deciding, I'm going to be this different human this year and then being disappointed that it doesn't happen. I think doing it the other way around and being like, I'm open to change, I'm open to seeing what happens and then finding the things that make sense to you. I think that resonates more with me. And I've never tried it that way. But I think, like you said, the cosmic energies, I think we're just kind of doing that for all of us.
1: Yeah. I, well, happy belated birthday. Quite oh well, thank you i mean
2: just just for the record emily did wish me a birthday happy birthday on my birthday this isn't the first thing <laughs> i had a really interesting birthday this year like i said because i was very emotional but it was also like because everything kind of was just unfolding i kind of liked it because it was like i feel like when it's all like everybody's like right at the beginning of the day being like happy birthday and then you hear from no one for like the next couple of days I was really fortunate that I had people reach out with individual messages too. Like I know the Facebook wall is, you know, where a lot of people are like happy birthday. That's nice. I love it. Appreciate it. But like, I don't spend time there. So when someone knows that I don't do do that and they take the time to send me a personal message, it was just, I did feel like there was more of like a, a laid back, but like spread out energy for it, which made it less intense for me trying to respond to like, 20 messages all at once is my nightmare because I don't want to not respond to people. So having it go through a couple of days was actually really nice for me this year.
1: Well, I I enjoy Capricorn season. I'm excited to see Pluto leave Capricorn for finally. It will be the last time, but not until November. Don't get your hopes up. But all of you poor Capricorns are going to finally get a break. You have had Pluto in your sign for way too long you know you're not the same person you were (laughs) way back in 2008 yeah not the same at all so okay should we talk about a little bit about our offerings or anything before we dive in sure i feel like
2: we're brand new again as we always do (laughs) only get to this point where it's like who am i what year is it um I don't have a whole lot of new offerings, but I will definitely be putting out my newsletter on the 23rd for Aquarius season, where I'll do the recap of the cards that we pulled here and a few different themes that are coming up, as well as sharing my current offerings. I have the recharge. The first recharge of 2024 is going to be on February 1st. So there's still time to sign up for the recharge bundle if you want to get all 12 and be signed up and not have to think about it for the rest of the year. Set it and forget it seems to be my theme going into this year. This whole theme of ease, where it's like, make it easy, sign up at the beginning, don't have to remember. I still have some openings for on that topic for the surprise readings where you get three 20 minute audio readings spread out throughout the year. You can either preset your dates again, set it and forget it, or leave it up to me and just receive them when spirit inspires me to send them to you but that's pretty much all of the ongoing offerings I have. But the announcement that I have is starting mid month this month, I'm going to be moving my individual sessions and any new offerings over to spirit school. So they'll be through the squamishmedium.com website going forward.
1: So exciting. I love it. I um, was lucky enough to get one of your 2024 tarot forecasts that you did custom for me. And, It has been exceptional. I, if you didn't get one this year, for sure put it on your Christmas wish list for next year because it's fabulous. I'm really enjoying it. I actually read through the whole thing because I don't like my year sneak up on me, and now I am just really savoring it and going back to just the the key points that I need to be aware of in this moment. So thank you for that. It was so fun to exchange with you and. For me, I finally opened my books back up. I am taking a bit of a mid-January hiatus. I am going on vacation. Um, And so my books weren't open particularly a lot in January. But back to a regular scheduled program in February and March, the mediumship course is already underway. And my next announcement, hopefully next month, will be about when you can take Astrology 101 again. So exciting things happening there, but pretty much if you haven't had a chance to book in, there are openings available now. So get them while you can. That is so
2: exciting. I love that. I also want to say that um, Emily and I exchanged and I also got one of the Illuminated forecasts. And I have to say, like, I knew it was going to be amazing because I always resonate with Emily's energy and what she does. But the fact that there's the Akashic as well as astrology it's like this is what the astrology is but then like having these guides or like the council of light come through with specific messages for me as well the combination I, I read through mine too I also am a spoiler normally if I stick to the rules for an advent calendar I will not but I was like I don't want surprises as much as I like giving surprises don't like receiving them as much so I also went through it but yeah it was just like I could feel the energy building I could feel how the messages were like building from month to month and Instead of feeling overwhelmed, I just felt like hopeful and like excited that like, you know what? I And again, it leaned into my theme of ease where it's like, I don't have to force things this year. I can, even though I know all these things coming up, I'm not going to be like frantically planning for anything. I'm just like, oh, things are meant to unfold the way they're meant to unfold. And there's just so much reassurance in it. So same thing. If you didn't get the illuminated forecast, I would highly recommend it because there's just like super like layers in all of the messages for each month and yeah i'm feeling super inspired i'm going to be checking it regularly for sure
1: i almost ended the recording and (laughs) be unmute for myself have we ever done this before hi nice to meet you welcome to aquarius season (laughs) it's technology you know if it's not (laughs) mercury it's it's aquarius (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about aquarius energy right because on January 20th the sun is going to move into Aquarius and it is the sign of the water bearer which really makes things confusing because it's actually an air sign it has nothing to do with water but when you look into the history of the sign of the water bearer the idea is that knowledge is being poured from this vessel that there are connections to not only the river of stars in the night sky where Aquarius and the water bearer reside, but also this understanding that there is knowledge and information that is greater than we are. And how can we tap into that? So Aquarius and Pisces really lean into this idea that there is more than just our awareness. And in Aquarius, we're recognizing it in a community and in a collective way. Of course, it's ruled by... Saturn. And so there's this aspect that wants responsibility. But the modern ruler is actually Uranus. So here's this responsibility to rebellion and change, which completely sums up Aquarius energy. There's no other sign I have found that desperately wants to be a part of everything happening. And just have all the friends in all the communities and all the places and still somehow manage to fit absolutely nowhere. Bless their heart. I love Aquarius. They're one of my favorite signs. It being a fixed sign, it's a forceful energy. And so this drive and this responsibility to see the way things aren't working or could be improved is what leads it to this connection to science, technology. Um, In some ways, this is um, the parts of society that we bring us together in a collective community way. But the first thing it's going to do is tell us where those flaws lie in the system so that we can improve it. It's constantly thinking about the future and about how we can buck the system and make it that much better. So it's an exhausting energy in some ways. And if you already have a lot of air in your chart or you're ruled by an air sign, I find that for me, I have an air moon. I can start to really overthink during Aquarius season. And we're going to have some aspects that are going to lead to questioning, am I overthinking, overthinking? It's going to be a lot. So my recommendation always during well, any transit really, but I think in in this particular Aquarius season is going to be making sure you are managing your nervous system. How are you taking care of yourself and finding ways to come back down to simplicity because it's going to be easy to spin out in some ways. So that's a little, a little nugget about Aquarius season. Of course, you can always watch my full historical deep dive into all things Aquarius um, within the Third Eye Library. Are you ready? Should we dive into the cards for the month, my dear? We sure should. And I will say that I
2: loved the Aquarius um, class that you did uh, in the library. I loved that one. It is one of those signs that's just so interesting and the history of it, having some dual rulers and all those things. It is a really good class. I would highly recommend it. I learned a lot from that one. I... Wasn't sure what to think when I pulled the cards. I almost put them back. It was one of those months, but I do feel like the it's just that agent of change, right? Like there's just like you can't get into Aquarius season and have it be a fluffy season. It's just not going to happen. But as a Capricorn, like I said, I'm comfortable in that. That Saturn energy, I think, is like where why I don't feel a, the change as strongly because I have so much of it in my chart. But when I pulled this first card, I was like, we're starting strong with the air energy. So for the first week, which is January 20th to the 27th, I pulled the King of Swords. And this is like this. But you know what? I have to say this is a mass energy of mastery where it's like we actually have been going through it for the last while. So it's not like we're just starting out on the path of like. Uh, clarity and all of these things, it's like we're already there. Like, this is why I feel like maybe I am feeling the transition isn't going to be as intense for me or anyone who's been in it with this energy of like that responsibility and trying to like, get together in the last few weeks. I think it's going to be softer than we normally would feel this energy. But what I was really focused on was a few themes that have been coming up for me and in different conversations and readings, which is the idea of zooming from the details which we kind of get into in earth sign energy where we're trying to like plan and maybe you are doing resolutions maybe that energy is resonating with you and you're trying to make your plan for the year but we also need to zoom out again because this came up i think it was a mastermind where i was trying to explain how i have to keep zooming in and out because a if you don't zoom in at all and you're just out in the big picture nothing gets done but when you get too into the details you sometimes realize you don't have the capacity for all the things you're putting on your plate and that's when you get really in it. And so this energy is the zooming out again to be like, yes, we're through Capricorn season. I have my plans, I have my goals, but does it align with what I want to feel this year? Like if I want to feel ease this year, but I've just packed my schedule super tight and left no wiggle room, that's not going to be conducive to my goals, like the way I want to feel with those goals. And so that's kind of the energy I got with this. And the two words that came up were vision and clarity. So it's like, yes, we're going to have like the vision and you're going to hold your vision, but you're going to need clarity on like what that means for you and how you tangibly move forward. So it does feel like that blend of Capricorn and Aquarius when I feel into it, but it also feels very much like Aquarius because one of the main energies of this is blending the intellectual and the spiritual and then moving forward as a courageous leader. And so like that energy does feel very strong here and it does feel like this like, just out the gate we're going to be feeling it into this energy and that it's going to really help us to communicate better it's going to help us to make quicker decisions and like that's the mastery feeling i was getting with this is like we're not going to waste time we're already in it this capricorn season has really given us that energy back because we're finally seeing movement and we're like i'm not letting that go again i'm not getting back into stagnation let's just keep it moving i don't want to hear any maybes i don't want to hear any hesitation yes no or you're off.
1: you're off you're kicked out i always feel like i'm the fact checker that comes in and i'm like as a matter of fact
2: <laughs> it's my favorite thing i love it i like being fact checked i just told someone earlier my favorite part of critiques at art school was actually i wanted to get critiqued if someone just says like good job i'm like did i know like is it good but if someone's like that kind of sucks i'd be like you're right kind of does so i like it i love a good fact check
1: All right. So let's kick it off right away. January 20th. Life feels stranger than science fiction as Pluto enters Aquarius for the second time since 1798. The first was May 23rd through June 11th of last year, 2023. So it's interesting, this is artificial intelligence, chatbots, communal living. It's time to see things like these as the new normal. With Pluto making its first lengthy stay in the zodiac sign, these periods tend to really shape history. Pluto is going to dart between Capricorn and Aquarius again this year, but come November it will settle in for a 20-year run. This is the beginning of an enormous evolutionary shift for the world. The Sun and Pluto make their final connection in Capricorn for 300 years. So even the best-kept secrets could be revealed as the sun illuminates Pluto's shadows and energizes your private ambitions. Exposing your hopes and dreams can make you feel vulnerable, but do it anyway. Let the adrenaline propel you forward. The sun shifts into communal Aquarius at 9.07 a.m., helping you find a team that aligns with your vision and amplifies your strength. Idealistic Aquarius loves originality, so this is a great time to put all your future-focused ideas out there and break out of any ruts that have been holding you back. With the inspired vision to make the world a better place, it takes removing yourself from the status quo and tweaking things based on what will actually work for you. On January 23rd, So until February 16th, so this is about three weeks, Venus will be making a quick stop in Capricorn, sharpening your focus on relationship goals and what it means to be united in long-term goals for the future. This is a great time for all Earth signs because people are going to be drawn to the grounded and pragmatic approach you bring to the table, as well as that amazing sense of humor, my Capricorn, Andrea. This is great for launching coaching programs or courses that help your audience reach an important goal by following your step-by-step instructions. On January 25th, we have the annual Leo Full Moon, which is going to spark you to take a walk on the wild side. Where could you be more courageous and fun-loving with your self-expression? What projects did you put into place last August? Are you seeing the fruits of your labor start to pay off, or has the spark dimmed from where it was? This moon encourages you to shine a light on anything that isn't lighting you up and allowing your creativity to be on display. With the full moon at odds with outspoken Jupiter and opposite secretive Pluto, some strategic withholding could work in your favor. But remember, others might be playing their cards close to their chest, too. Let your inner child out to play and find the joy in your dreams again. Mars will be in structured Capricorn and is going to square off with our wounded healer Chiron for two days during this full moon, meaning emotional wounds of self-worth could be highlighted in all areas, especially if they're still needing some attention. Instead of running from the hurt, sit and make friends with it. Our monsters are usually much less scary when we can name them. On January 26th, we have Mercury and Capricorn squaring Chiron, keeping your mind active and activated from fears and wounds. Does it feel like everyone else is doing better than you somehow, that there isn't room for your voice or that you're shouting into a void? Instead, sink back into the things you would do even if no one was watching. Once you find that happiness and flow again, you'll forget that you're do- what you're doing felt scary. And on January 27th, we have a very full day, so we're going to get right to it. After nearly five months of collecting insights about what we want to change in our lives, chaotic Uranus stations into a forward motion after its retrograde started last August 28th in Taurus. When Uranus shifts directions, it can be highly disruptive for a few days, So avoid public places where people can act erratically. Taurus governs our material and world security and destabilizing Uranus is shaking up our approach to these things from May of 2018 through April of 2026. So embracing uncertainty has become a requirement. So try to stay balanced and reduce your screen time and connect with nature we also have power struggles possibly erupting as the confident sun and Jupiter battle for domination. With so many egos on parade today, it's easy to get triggered and become something bigger than anyone intended. Don't get carried away. And contemplative Mercury and action master Mars connect in Capricorn, creating a good day to ask all your questions and look at the opportunity in front of you as a real possibility. Use these 48 hours for the momentum you need to create something magical. I love that because
2: I feel very confident about this next card because it feels like it, I think we're going back to me feeling the transition of the week because for the week two, which is January 28th until February 3rd, I pulled the wheel, the wheel of fortune, the 10, which is the end of the cycle. And this reference has come up several times. I did a session in the collective, a practice circle, and I think two or three people pulled this card and it brought back the metaphor of the Ferris wheel again. If, you're, if you've been on it and you've been looking for your opportunity to actually move forward with something, to get off the wheel and actually start moving on the ground again, getting grounded, it just feels like that energy you just described there of like being able to see really clearly what the opportunities are. And the thing that I think we don't always talk about with the wheel, we talk about like good luck and all this stuff coming to us, but it's the idea that it's going to keep moving. Like it's not staying around forever. It keeps turning and the good and the bad both come with that. And so if you're getting the opportunity to do something that really resonates with you and it's in front of you and it's real, then take that energy. That's what the Wheel of Fortune is about. The reason it's lucky is because you're taking it while it's still in front of you, because eventually it's not going to be or someone else is going to take it. That's the idea that like, I think we sometimes lose in the translation of this card because we just get so excited. But we forget that you actually have to do something with that energy. Like just witnessing it and acknowledging it is great. But if you don't move forward with it, then you're just staying on the wheel until it comes back around again, which can be fine if you're not ready. But if it's something that you feel you've been waiting for or something that feels aligned, I feel like that's where this card is coming in. It's that feeling of like trusting the clarity that you got last week with the King of Swords, or sorry, yeah, the King of Swords, like trust that energy of the clarity and the confidence and then take advantage of this opportunity. And actually the phrase that came up for you with this was what is for you won't pass you. And I think that's it. So even if it is a moment where you really, really can't take advantage of something that's coming up, just trust that it's a sign that it's going to come back. And then next time you'll be ready for it. So like, don't be too hard on yourself if it's something that you just can't do right now. But at the same time, if you are ready and all things are aligning, please do just take the opportunity while it's there.
1: I tell you, I found somebody listened to this and didn't know we didn't talk in between. Make this all coordinate. (laughs) (laughs) January 28th. So the big question is, will the positive outweigh the negative? Because romantic Venus and adventurous Jupiter are going to team up in stable Earth signs Helping you search for that perfect sweet spot of comfort and flow. With a rosier outlook, it's easier to feel good and attract exciting opportunities when you're vibing at the same frequency. Adding to your open mindedness, mindful Mercury trines erratic Uranus, giving you an electric buzz of energy pulsing through your noggin. Shaking things up can liberate you from a worn out situation or mindset. Venus and structure Maven Saturn. Also, add to this feel good vibe, providing satisfaction for a job well done. Maybe this is color coding your files, whatever it is. Tonight, Mercury in the North Node will square off, and you might begin to second guess the colors you used on that filing system, but keep the vision alive and don't fall back into old patterns. On January 29th, we have a combination of inspiration and perspiration, which will push. You passed the finish line today as an empowering sync-up happens between motivator Mars and innovative Uranus. This is rewarding out-of-the-box thinking. You don't want to just seize the power for the hell of it. You've got to get your research and data to back you up first. Just like the Wheel of Fortune when it shows up (laughs) in On January 30th, we have two days of frustration, which might make you feel like all this work and pushing is for nothing. Maybe the talk or the plans didn't go exactly the way you anticipated. Either way, be patient. Trust that the universe is going to help you get to where you're meant to be in due time, even if its first move is to make you so annoyed that you have no choice but to actually grow. And then February 2nd, we have mindful Mercury in a harmonious sextile with dreamy Neptune today, which will have your head in the clouds, but possibly in a good way seeing things from new perspectives visualizing a future that's more aligned with your highest potential with the last quarter moon in scorpio shadows could disguise your real feelings so use this energy to dig deeper and tap that intuition you may find ideas and information that will help you in big
2: ways i'm feeling that energy here as well i'm I'm not sure I'm enjoying this next card, but I also am familiar with it. So the next card for February 4th to 10th is the Devil, number 15. Now, this gets a bad rap, but really, it's also the Capricorn card. For the reason that if we, if we see Capricorn as the super over ambitious, only cares about work, and just gets really obsessed with the material realm, That's kind of like the shadow side of this card, Devil, is just being in all the vices, all of the distractions, basically, from who we truly are. And I think that's also a sign that like this card also offers healing, though. That's what I love about the interpretation with the the Lightseer's Tarot, is that we can choose to be pulled down by the shadow and go in that rabbit hole and just keep diving into it. Or we can choose to see what's down there and then do the healing to come back up and to really own our own ability to control our thoughts, our actions, our addictions, whatever it is that's really taking hold of us right now. And I think too, it goes back to what I was saying in with the feeling a connection to the wheel here where the temptation to go back into old patterns very strong here so this is where you might just be like i'm gonna stay on for another round and then you don't know when you might get stuck at the top for a while well, and that's kind of the energy i'm feeling here. So it's a continuation but it's more of like this may be more of like a tangible opportunity to address the healing as opposed to maybe choosing to do something with the energy from the wheel this is more like choosing to recognize your own patterns And maybe it's because of the choice we made with the wheel and it's making you look at something that you wouldn't normally see. But because you took this chance, all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is why I didn't do it before. Because it makes me have to look at the fact that I don't like being seen or, you know, I can't handle it when someone, when I delegate to someone else and they don't do it my way, whatever the shadows are. I don't know why that came up. That might really resonate with someone. But that is just sort of what I'm dealing here. It's, It's more, it's kind of a similar energy, but it's more about taking the opportunity to Really own your own shadows and choose to do the healing this time. And it's again, it's a wheel, it's a cycle. It's like maybe you ignored it a few times, but now you're getting this opportunity to heal it so that you can really master your time and energy. Again, there's a strong Saturn energy with this, even though this is like because it's a Capricorn card. I feel that strong Saturn energy of like time and energy and really being like, what am I going to do with these resources?
1: Yeah, I think. And I love that you brought up rabbit because we're going to talk about rabbit here in a couple of days. (laughs) February 5th is a busy one. We've got mindful Mercury moving into Aquarius, where it's going to reside until February 23rd. This is kind of a quick zoom through. But get ready for a busier than usual mind. If you already have a lot of air in your chart, this can quickly spin into overthinking. So be aware. All the connections you started making in January could start to pay off over the next couple of weeks. Get your social profiles up to date and be generous with connections that appear. The next part of this chapter though is a bit trickier. As Mercury and Pluto go conjunct, so they're on top of each other amplifying that energy, at the earliest degrees of Aquarius today, this strong amplification will have you scrapping plan A and doing some innovative pivoting. Dare to be original and if someone shares their brilliant idea be sure to keep it in the vault despite how much you want to tell everyone that your BFF is brilliant. On February 7th, love isn't meant to be static or stagnant. It's constantly evolving along with us and today romantic Venus in Capricorn and progressive Uranus in Taurus trine in stable earth signs. So this is a really lovely, comfortable energy. Breathing a new life into your relationships or your approach to partnership could actually bring more stability to this union. Bust out of the rut and remind someone how much they mean to you. That tricky north node will be g- bumping against what your heart wants and calling it logical ideas to encourage you to step out for what you really want. On February 8th, keep your wits about you. Tempers can easily boil over today and rash moves will only worsen the situation. The Aquarius sun is locked in a 90-degree battle with volatile Uranus in Taurus. This twice-a-year clash can amplify egos and power struggles. People will be quick to react without thinking. With both the sun and Uranus in stubborn, fixed signs, They'll also likely be digging in their heels with a my way or the highway attitude. See it in your heart to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Powerhouse Mars could help soften tempers with a harmonious angle to idealistic Neptune. Or it could add a fog machine to the entire situation. And then February 9th, we wave goodbye to Water Rabbit which is what we have been in as the chinese zodiac for the last year this has been a really intuitive soft inner knowing and we are welcoming in the wood dragon the annual new moon in aquarius jump starts the lunar new year as we embrace the fierce but structured wood wood dragon for the next 12 months the dragon is unique in that it's the only non-animal I mean, it's a dragon, but it's not a real animal. Some people, it's real. This is up for debate. It's the only non-animal in the Chinese zodiac. Similarly, Aquarius is the unicorn of the zodiac signs that dares to be different. With this double dose of originality kicking it up, take a sharp departure from the tried and true and let your eclectic ideas run free. With the new moon and a tense 90-degree square to disruptive Uran- Uranus, Everything from political debates to clashing agendas could flare up. And then on February 10th, getting on the same page with others could feel challenging, suggesting a new approach is likely to be met with skepticism, if not total rejection. With Mercury and innovative Aquarius battling Jupiter and steadfast Taurus, persuading someone to see your point of view may mean that you need to sit and hear their concerns as well. Be careful not to overpromise or take on more than you can realistically handle as Jupiter will be expanding what you think you can hold.
2: I feel like that's a very tense energy. Like I'm feeling it in my body when you're talking about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but I'm glad I have a heads up for it. So. Week four, our end thing to Aquarius There's only four this this month. I think I've been doing five for the last while, but this felt like a pretty smooth transition. So we'll see. But for this one, from the 11th to the 19th, I pulled the chariot, number seven. And I wasn't really sure how this energy was showing up because I didn't feel a lot of movement. But what I was feeling is that it was a mental movement. I wrote down mind in giant letters here, which I'd forgotten until just now. But what I was seeing is that last week was the release with the devil of like clearing up whatever shadows are coming up, up or getting rid of that. And we're feeling lighter. So even if there is this tense energy leaking into the week, it's to release something, whatever it is that might be holding you back. Or maybe it's going to bring you some insights of where you need to pivot, what your ideas are and stop holding on so stubbornly. When you were talking about those, fixed, like the fixed sign energy, that's what I was feeling. It's like whatever you're being stubborn about that, you're like, let me just be honest, zoom out again and be like, is this actually something I need to? Is this the hill I'm going to die on? You know that phrase, like, am I going to die on this hill? Because if you don't have to, perhaps don't um, so that you can move forward, because that's where the chariot comes in. Once your mind is like opened up a little bit and you are feeling a bit lighter, then the movement will start to happen. There's this freedom and trust that comes in once you're able to release anything that's keeping you stagnant. And again, this seems to be like the theme, which makes sense for Aquarius season. You're trying to innovate. You're not trying to do the same thing that was just happening in Capricorn season. So this really feels like the forward movement comes from the mind first. Once you can open up your mind to a different way of doing it, then you have a new roadmap of how to do it and what the next step is. But if you keep being stubborn and sticking with that same thing, no, this is the way to do it because it's how I want to do it. That's fine. You can choose to die on that hill, but everyone else is going to keep marching forward because they're trying something new. So that's where that like stubborn energy, once it lifts, I just feel like that's bringing us to trust ourselves more, trust other people more. There is that community aspect to Aquarius. And what I wrote down here is the two things normally that I talk about where like sometimes you're trying to coax two things together with the chariot to move forward. And in this case, it's showing me that it's the heart and the mind. So once you allow the mind to open up, you can connect with your heart again to see what you truly want to do, if it's worth moving in that direction, or if you really want to go somewhere else. And then that's what allows you to like keep moving forward. And that's what actually creates the material realm like equivalent to whatever's been going on in your mind, you'll start to see it show up once you just open up and really feel into whether it's worth it to keep pushing the same old thing or if you're going to finally give in and try something new.
1: Actually love your, is this the hill I'm going to die on? Because to me, that feels like, no offense, Capricorn. It feels like Capricorn, right? The seago, I will die on this hill. This is my destiny, my job. And Aquarius is like, maybe, maybe not. Let's try something different. But it's very destabilizing, right? This is where that air energy comes in and shakes everything up. Okay, February 13th. It's a certainly an expansive time for Aquarius as Mars enters the collaborative and innovative sign today for the first time since 2022. With the energizing planet sweeping through the water bearer until March 22nd, You can be an agent for change and getting people back on the same page. Focus on what you have in common with others and find groups and collaborations that ignite this biannual cycle. Social anxiety may spark up under this influence though, so be mindful of how much you are outputting and don't forget to call your energy back at the end of the day. Romantic Venus will harmonize with dreamy Neptune Making this the ideal date night with yourself or a loved one, helping you to escape from the midweek doldrums. On February 14th, nobody has ever measured, not even poets, how much the heart can hold. But with Mars gets in sync with strategic Pluto, you'll be tempted to get competitive to try and find out. If you don't charge after your dreams, no one else will do it for you. So you can be proactive, assertive, and take charge. But Make space for multiple and diverse perspectives and let go of the heaviness that keeps you rooted in outdated ideas. Filling your cup with gratitude will have far more lasting results than trying to push and prove your ideas. Anything is possible. These two haven't met up in Aquarius since the late 1700s. This is so much fresh, exciting energy. February 15th, Yesterday's meeting of Mars and Pluto in team driven Aquarius will continue today with a bit of healing provided by mindful Mercury in harmony with the wounded healer Chiron. This energy brings positive opportunities for healing and connection, or at the very least, a chance for you to buy some chocolate on sale. <laughs> on February 16th, get ready for seductive Venus to spend three and a half weeks in unconventional Aquarius giving this already heart-centered month a boost of I want to get to know you. Who are your people? Are you feeling called to hang out with new faces? Yes, Venus in Aquarius has us thinking about the collective community at large, but what about your own micro-community? Finding safe spaces to discuss your desires freely and drown out the fear that tells you not to strike gattle road. Mindful Mercury makes a harmonious sextile with the North Node in Aries today, giving you the courage to take a step in a new direction. But pause before you say something abrasive. Stick to the facts, because rebellious Uranus squares off with Mercury, meaning this isn't a good time to go on a rant about why you're right and they're wrong. And then February 17th, we have the annual meetup of Pluto and Venus that will happen at Aquarius for the first time in over 300 years as well. This is a backlog of planets hanging out in Aquarius that I haven't met up here for a very long time. Sensual Venus will conjunct secretive Pluto, and this could have you deep diving to values and priority- priorities, illuminating where you may need to make some sacrifices, and embrace transformation. Now is the time to aim for authentic connections and break free from societal norms, get tech savvy for positive change, and detach a bit from the material world. This can be incredibly creative energy, so trust your intuition, celebrate individuality, and balance passion with a sprinkle of humor.
2: I love that. I feel like we're leaving on a good note. I think that that is a nice energy. It's a lot of intense energy at the end there, but I think that's where the chariot was coming in. I feel like this is one of the most aligned. I mean, we always align, but this just feels like the energy is very, like, not the word, grounded's not the right word, but it's like certain. Like there's a lot more like, I know what to expect. I'm sure of myself. We've been through such a journey over the last year. Last year was an internal year. And this year is external, like we were talking about in the 2024 forecast. We're going from a seven to an eight. This is all about karma and rewards and, you know, consequences. And that makes a lot of sense for this to all be coming together in Pluto. Oh, sorry. Not, yeah, I, I don't know why like Pluto just came out. I guess you were just talking about Pluto. Maybe that's what I was meant to say. Who knows? But in Aquarius, it just feels like maybe Capricorn isn't the time that we feel change. So it makes sense that this almost feels like with the Chinese New Year, it almost feels like that feels like New Year's energy to me right now. And I think that transition is going to be really interesting. And now I'm even more curious about what Pisces is going to bring, because that's always a, I Pisces it's a wild card to me every year. I don't always feel it like a water season. It depends on what is already happening in other um, transits, but I really feel like this year it's truly going to be a wild card.
1: It's going to be an interesting February. And I know we always leave off because um, we align with the zodiac, but I will say that we usher in this really kind of juicy creative energy because there's so much intuitiveness and art- artistic energy that comes with Pisces. And so that is going to get amplified. But the problem is we can get lost in the clouds. We can overthink. We can miss connections. We can get kind of, oh, the word isn't lazy. It's more like, well, it's just because that's how I felt that day. (laughs) We can get a little flaky. And that's where then tempers and, you know, people that are forcing things, forcing the change, trying to stay on track are going to feel like, why isn't it working? And so, yeah, as you move through February and and get a little closer to Pisces season, just go with the flow. That would be, my word for the year would be go with the flow. Expect miracles, expect magic, but don't force it. We are done with Capricorn. We are no longer forcing things.
2: Even I'm a Capricorn. I sponsor this message. I do not want to force things anymore. Like I said, I'm doing my middle name this year, which is L-E-A. It's Lee, and it's Love Ease Abundance. And that came from Spirit Breckley, And I'm like all about it. My name actually means meadow. So it's like I'm I'm out in the meadow, just chilling. Just that that's me this year. Nothing's bothering me. I'm not sticking to my own schedules that I make up and then panic about. I'm just I'm still going to be a Capricorn. I'm not going to stop working. I don't have to worry about that. But I really do need to stop creating problems that don't exist and forcing things that don't need to be forced. I'm just moving along on a little cloud <laughs> and letting it be. So that's why I feel like Pisces energy is going to be very different for me this year than normally is when I'm like in such a Capricorn mindset all the time. So I'm I'm all about it this year. I'm going to... Wait for the flow and expect the unexpected, I think.
1: I love it. And I think to remember to zoom out like these major transits like Pluto and Saturn and Uranus and even Jupiter will be changing. But some of these bigger transits have energy that is going to last into 2026 and 2027. And so... There are aspects of this that could feel tired and exhausting and like, am I ever going to get there? But I think comparatively speaking to where we were last year, this is already going to feel like such a breath of fresh air that even if some of those other blocks come along, it's going to be that wheel of fortune moment. If it comes up, take it when it's in front of you. Don't be so shocked by the miracle in front of you that you miss it and blink. Like be prepared, Be ready when
2: you say that second chances just came to mind second chances. So I think that might be the energy of like, maybe whatever we say no to when the wheel is up, um, you know, at the beginning of the month, like maybe it's just going to be that chance to like circle back and really hold on this time. But I agree. I, I just, I have a really good feeling about this year because like you said, there's something key to the way you were describing how, like, we've been struggling basically the last couple of years. And so it's already the energy is is objectively better. So if we're going to be stuck in any energy, I'd rather be stuck in this energy than the energy we were in last year. I'd rather be stuck in an eight year and the energy with Aquarius and all of the things that are changing here. I'd rather be in that energy for a bit longer than what we've been experiencing the last like three years. Like it just feels very different already. For Emily and I, who you have heard us say several times over the last year that we're like cautiously optimistic. But what, for us to say that we're feeling good about the energy is a big deal. We're both earth signs. We both are very similar in the way we, we are hesitant about any positive energy. So for us to be telling you to be okay with it is a big deal.
1: It made me think of our um, four transitions through hope. There was hope with the question mark. There was hope with no punctuation, hope with a period. And now I feel like I have hope with an exclamation point. So yeah, onward and upward to hope from two earth signs who are cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling it. I'm here for it. We're
2: firmly into 2024 now. And yeah, I am trusting it more than I have in a while. <laughs>
1: well thank you as always for recording with me i love our cosmic energy reports and we don't have any shows because let's face it this is a new version of us this year
2: so it's why <laughs> 23 so
1: 2023 we're not forcing anything we don't <laughs> want to do anymore <laughs> no no it was
2: probably lasted but onward and upward we'll see what comes next <laughs>
1: We'll see you guys next month for Pisces season. As always, don't hesitate to send us any messages if you have questions or anything you want us to dive into on an episode.
0: And we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can find out more about this episode and how to work with me at emilyandherstars.com or come join the incredible sacred community at thirdeyelibrary.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.